What's up, peeps? Before you get into the episode, just a quick message. Did you know that Rebranded Safety is brought to you by Risk Fluent? Rebranded Safety is essentially our campaign to achieve our purpose, which is to make the working world better by Rebranded Safety one interaction at a time. We value a people-centered approach that delivers positive impact on the risk. We deliver three types of services, technical, transformational, and fire. It's the last show I wanted to talk to you about. If you value what we value and you want some support driving a culture change or decluttering your safety systems, or you want to improve human performance and it's our transformational support that can help you, or maybe you want a highly experienced registered fire risk assessor to carry out an assessment on your building, design an emergency plan or review the fire safety design for your new building, then it's our fire support service that can help you. But before you get in touch with us, it's important that you want to have impact on the actual risk and you value a people-centered approach. If you don't, that's fine. You'll find someone that can help you. But if you do value those, then get in touch with us at riskfluentltd.com or email me, james, at riskfluentltd.com. But for now, I'll let you get into the episode. This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Well, what's up, peeps? Welcome back to Rebound Safety. Today is the last episode. It's time to say goodbye to this quarter's quarterly co-host. Let's jump into the intro and we'll tell you some more about it. Let's go. The problem in safety isn't deviation, it's complexity. Health and safety has gone mad. Health and safety is trying to unpick having gone mad in the past. There's no one solution and one problem. The problem is that we are looking for one solution. Does the structure of the team allow them to flourish? Feel safe enough to be uncomfortable. The environment defines our behaviours. People aren't the problem, they're the solution. Rebranding safety, crushing a stereotype. Brought to you by Risk What's up peeps, welcome back to Rebranding Safety. Rebranding Safety is the YouTube channel podcast doing exactly what it says on the tin so if you're new here hit that subscribe button bell button follow button all the magical algorithm buttony thingamajigs uh i'm bulk recording some intros right now so apologies for being quite formal in a white shirt it feels a bit alien on our videos doesn't it i feel like next month we're gonna have a tie and a full suit on or something um it feels weird wearing it um because i was out doing some real work today Real work, not just sitting here chatting shit on the podcast. This podcast is run and owned, and they're all one and the same thing, really, by the company called Risk Fluent. Risk Fluent is the company that sits behind Rebrand and Safety. Rebrand and Safety essentially is our campaign to make a difference, hopefully. So if you need some support on the technical side of safety, be it like fire safety, cosh, working at height, ISO 45001, anything like that, we can help you out. If you're not sure, give us a call. If we can't do it, I'm pretty sure we know someone who could help you and we would happily pass you on to them. And then we also have the transformational side. You're struggling with the more strategic kind of cultural, behaviorally stuff, then give us a bell. We would be more than happy to kind of help you out with that stuff. We're actually doing a really cool project right now. Um, we're, we're working with a client uh, to kind of help them vocalize risk assessments to help their kind of operational team understand risk a little bit better, understand risk 
assessments a little bit better, but also understand how to vocalize that, how to talk about that, how to have a conversation around risk. So yeah, something like that maybe that you're after. And if any of that kind of tickles your fancy and you need some support, you can go to riskfluentlimited.com um, and everything you need is there. And if you need anything, you don't even want to go to the website, you're like, no, I know what I need. You can just email me direct, james at riskfluentlimited.com. Everything you need is in the description below okay then we're finally saying bye to sam i've really enjoyed these conversations and and actually if i'm gonna be i'm gonna be really honest because we have been in these three conversations like and i think i say it in this episode as well but just to add some more context to this this last month has has probably been the hardest professional month of my entire career and i'd actually go as far to say it's probably been the hardest month of my life so far um running the company running a company it's fucking hard man it's stressful it's highs it's and lows it's the highest highs and the lowest lows um and and these conversations with sam formally in this kind of podcast informally formal as this podcast is but also me and sam have lots of chats outside i also have lots of chats with colin nottage from uh, img we do a lot together as you know we run project Meletium together um but we also have a lot of kind of just friendly chats um also dan griffiths talked to him a few times to kind of uh, bounce ideas and 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 i just think that uh, more so more than anything probably these some these chats with sam have been really nice and really helpful and and that was kind of why we wanted to do this because we kind of wanted to just give the honest side of of starting a business because i think the world is full of so much kind of bullshit positive positivity and and it was missing some of the raw honesty of it like how hard it is like and maybe one day I'll I'll go into that a little bit more and be a bit more honest. Um, but but ultimately, I would just like to say that Sam, thank you very much. I've enjoyed these conversations. I've had fun doing them. I've had a great laugh with you doing the chats and having them. But but ultimately, also they've been quite cathartic and quite helpful to me personally. So thank you very much for that, Sam. I hope those of you listening have also benefited from these so far and i'm going to benefit from the one today i hope they've helped you if it might not have helped you now if you're thinking i'm never i'm not going to start a business i never am um but maybe one day you will and you can come back to these and listen to them and they'll always be there so um so yeah thank you sam but yeah let's jump into today's conversation the final quarterly co-host with the amazing sam neil why, mate? Welcome back. Episode three of your your quarterly co-host. Thank fuck that's over. Let's get this fucking done with. I've had enough of talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever spoke to you so much. <laughs> they are really good, these quarterly co-hosts, for like getting a real good relationship with people. You, you speak to a lot. Like it sounds... Yeah. It sounds a bit like it's just free Zoom calls, like you have more than that at work, right? But like, there's like, I don't know, there's just something about it. I, I've kind of quite enjoyed these quarterly co-host sessions that I've done with the few people that have done it. They're, they're a good idea. Obviously, I've listened to quite a few of them. They are, they are a good idea. Just, just simply, I think you get to know the person that you're speaking to for, for that bit longer as a, as a listener. Um, and, and obviously, you can follow the thing, the thing through. So you, you do tend to, just personally, you do tend to take a bit more away from it. Yeah, I want to get a couple more 
I saw in a Simon Casson last night, we're going to do one with him, hopefully, where we're, we're kind of jointly interviewing people. I want, I want to do a couple oh. more of that, because that, when Laura did that, the first one we ever did, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a cool yeah. dynamic. Um, so like I want to get... I want to get a few more like that. A bit. But other than that, I've really, I've really enjoyed it. I've really. I like the, I like the ones where you have more than one on as well. So I listened to um, uh, Emily and Fiona um, yeah. podcast yesterday. That was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, it just, it just seemed to work quite nicely. Yeah. I, I actually, when I started rebounding safety, I initially really wanted it to be like a couple of people, like two or three people, mm. like constantly doing it. Um, I just couldn't find anyone that would rant as much as me in the beginning. Um, so yeah, we, no one would really want to do it, but um, I really like those types of podcasts. We just got like two or three mates that are just chatting about something. Yeah. yeah. And they're all kind of around a general topic or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's why we did the quarterly co-host because I wanted, still wanted to do that and satisfy that, that need, so to speak. Anyway, well, it's been an absolute joy, mate, to be involved. I really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it as well. And like I said, same same as last week. We've we've had um, last month. Sorry, we've had um, really good response off of this. I think people are really kind of liking the insight into becoming a consultant because I think a lot of people in safety are like, yeah, well, I'll just I'll be an advisor, and then I'll be a manager, and then I'll be a head of, and then I'll be a consultant, and I'll retire nice and simply and easy on 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 the back of fucking twenty grand keynotes for twenty minutes. Beautiful. I write a couple of books, and off we go. Um, yeah, they, they don't fucking work like that. If only. If only it works like that. I've already kind of introduced the concept. So do you want to kind of maybe summarize what we've covered so far and then what we're going to talk about today? And then we'll just get straight into it. Yeah, yeah. So, so far, um, episode one, we very much, I guess, kind of an introduction into into to us and the businesses, why we made the jump, um, the, a bit around the timing and, and, and how that was important. Um, episode two, um, a bit more into kind of preparation. Um, so building your buffer, your ideal customers, the unknown unknowns. So some of the stuff that we're probably still trying to get our head around um, and, and learn. And then some of the tricks or advice that we've received that's you know, good and, and bad. Um, and today um, is, as you've sort of um, introduced a little bit already, is, is sort of that raw honesty, if you like, um, the, the struggles, the, the grind, um, and I guess the behind the scenes stuff that, that, you know, people don't always, don't always see, um, because it might look plain sailing on the outside, but isn't, that's not always the case. Yeah, I would say that, like you know, that analogy of like the swan or whatever it is, like graceful on the top, and I would say that's still an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 you're not too far away from the truth at all. There, it's kind of like a swan with like eight legs, and then a few like frogs tied on rope trying to pull you along as well. Like, <laughs> I always um, have you have you seen those zero adverts? Um, where they sort of compare kind of doing doing tax to running uphill with a 50 kilogram weight on your back with you know really big I, I always look at that and think yeah that's a little bit like running a consultancy yeah or running a business should I say and then it, apparently if you just you just buy zero all of your <laughs> yeah 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 that hasn't happened for me just yet I'm waiting for that I don't know whether that's the next package up yeah, we actually use zero and I, yeah, we do. 
And I come up a fucking mountain with a, with a back, with a back, back yeah. So God's sake, the, the, which is kind of in line with what we're talking about today, right? Like, there's this massive per- perception that it's just this beautiful plain sailing world, when in fact it's really not. Um, so there was there was this kind of one thing that I wanted to kick us off, which we hadn't really planned to talk about, but we can both kind of talk about it. And the, the reason that this morning we've had a little bit of extra time before we press record, because I needed to vent, because essentially I think it's we'll talk about the general difficulties and pressures of running a consultancy or a business or self-employed being on your own and stuff like that. But ultimately doing it within safety has got its own weird little minutiae or complications or challenges because as a profession it's a it's a bit messy right so i'll give the analogy uh, i won't mention any companies or anything obviously but like there's this really big varied approach to how you manage safety so you've got like those those kind of companies that you'll be like pay a very small amount a year and you get a phone line and some downloadable documents and off you go. Yeah. And they're dirt cheap. And then you've got probably people like, I just used myself an example that like our, our sales pitch essentially is that like, we could not be further away from that. We, we focus on being with you on site partnering and doing what we believe is true risk management um, and helping you and enabling you and documents that actually reflect work as done and work in reality and all of that crap that we talk about all the time. Right. But with that comes a massive cost because you've actually got to put bums in seats on site and whatever. So you've got that massive void and everything in between of like, just like cheap and cheerful. And it's kind of very difficult to, so I had a conversation this morning with like a trade-based company that was like, oh yeah, we do this. And it was like X amount a year. And I was like, shit, what are you getting? That's dirt cheap. What are you getting there? And they, they basically have that, a downloadable thing. And I was just like, I, I can't, cost-wise, I can't compete with that at all. So you've got like that really weird challenge of like, you have to decide where you think you sit within that, whether you can offer a halfway house or be kind of stubborn like us and just go all the way at the other end. And, and it's kind of sim- similar to, I mean, you've got like like the Chaz and stuff like that, which are very similar, but they're kind of in a similar boat. You've got like Chaz is a good example of, upload documents and off you go. And then you've got Alchemist, is it? Or Achilles. Achilles, that like they'll come out and audit you. So there's a good example of like two extremes. Um, but all of these things kind of, I get, I get what, like, what they all kind of serve a purpose. You know, even if we were dirt cheap, you probably still wouldn't be able to afford it if you were like, you know, one guy and like three or four yeah. people, you know, plaster in a room or whatever. But, but ultimately, that's like what, what 80% of the British economy is like sole traders and micro enterprises or something last I read. So we have this really difficult balance in our profession of like helping those really small businesses actually manage their risk. I don't personally think downloading anything as a generic template is doing that. That's just my opinion. Um, and then and then actually being able to pay for the resource to actually become out and do it. And consultants kind of sit in this middle place of trying to do that, but pricing yourself within that, deciding where you sit within that is probably one of the biggest challenges I've had so far. Um, Mm. I just thought we'd add it because I had a discussion about it this morning and drove home being like, 
motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, how do how do well you, the, the the pertinent question is how do I, how do I compete against that? And, yeah. and you can get yourself all tight, you know, tied up in knots. You know, do you compete against that? Is that the position where you want to put yourself in into the market? Yeah. Uh, and I, I, you know, I remember first getting into into business and um, someone saying to me, "Do you think the market is saturated? Is there a place for you?" Well, you know, good question. Mind blown. Because I was like, oh god, um, I've not really, I've not really even thought about that. And now, you know, unfortunately, there's a couple of instances where I've had to have really uncomfortable conversations with potential clients because they've asked me to go in, do a gap analysis, you know, how are we doing, um, just to determine sort of what support they needed moving forward. And they were with an existing consultancy. Um, oh what in the room as you were no no the, 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 the existing business weren't there oh. they were thinking about moving on from them um because they weren't they weren't getting from them what they needed or value for money or whatever it might be and um i i did a gap analysis and i was reviewing some of their um some of the documentation that they they had in place and it weren't great yeah. You know, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm, I'm not going to name names, um, but it, it wasn't good. And they had policies and procedures for risks that weren't even relevant. They yeah. had risk assessments that had other businesses' names on it. Um, and, you know, I was trying to explain this in quite a constructive way to the to the, the guy that I was doing the work for. Um, and it, it was really awkward. It, yeah. and, and unfortunately, we as consultants in, in the health and safety industry kind of get tarnished with that same brush. Yeah. Um, now I'm not. I'm not saying everyone's like that at all, and, and I'd like to think that they're not. But there's, you know, the rare occasion. You know, I've used consultants in the past. In you know, when I was in health and safety, um, a role within a business, um, paid quite a lot of money to have some fire risk assessments done, and the fire risk assessments all came through with another business's name on it. I was like. Yeah. I've had that as well, and 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 what I particularly manage a lot more consultants on the fire side than I have just general safety. So pretty much all of my examples of cons- working with consultants when I was in an employed role was fire safety, and it's exactly the same. Like I've I've had there's like this kind of unwritten rule. If you're doing a fire risk assessment, you take a picture of the front of the building and. Yep. It- in the fire assessment, right? It's kind of like this unwritten rule. But as a as a, the person using the contractor, it's a really good little. T- it is a tick box. It's a, it's a little good tick, a, a little handy tick box to show. Yeah, that person's been on site. Hmm. Right? So we got this guy who went and ordered, uh, did a fire assessment middle of summer. Right. And I was on the phone with him and he was like, yeah, we had this and we had that and I just, and I, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll get on that. Thanks for doing that, mate. Blah, blah, blah. And, um, and he was kind of giving me a load of stuff and I was kind of like, yeah, good chat. Okay. We kind of already knew that stuff and we, we were already dealing with it. And the conversation was a little bit like, I don't know, I got a little tiny, tiny red flag to be like, not sure you went there. And if you did go there, I'm not sure if you spent a lot of time there. Um, and then he sent me the photo and he, the photo, the, the risk assessment, sorry. And it had the photo on it and the roof was covered in snow. Uh, we hadn't, we hadn't had snow for like two years in this area. <laughs> and I was like, what date did he go there? Oh, the middle of the summer. And I was just like, okay, did he just, he probably just forgot to take a photo. Right. So I said, dude, 
Look, just just do me a favour. I remember to take a photo. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I, I did take a photo. I was like, mate, have you... <laughs> <laughs> There's a streaker on the pitch. That's a first. Hi. Say hello. 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 Should go back out. I'm back with you in a sec. That's all right, mate. Don't worry. That guy out of the BBC now. Should I just push her out of the way like that? <laughs> oh, she's screaming her head off, man. Oh, dear. She just wants to get involved. Yeah, she just wants to get involved. To be honest, mate, she probably knows more about what we're doing than we do. Mate, she can run the bloody company. <laughs> and yeah, anyway, we had this really weird... We had this, we had this really interesting conversation about... It, it, it was a bit silly and we just kind of were nothing about it. I had a bit of a chat about it, but then I ended up just by chance mentioning it as a joke to our, our head of like fire for the whole nation. And he was like, that's weird, James. Cause I've had that on a couple of others. And anyway, we ended up having a, this big meeting cause we weren't really happy with like the quality of what they were giving us. And we really grilled into them. Um, and it turned out the reason they were doing general enough like photos is because they weren't going to the site. And if they were, they were just turning up and leaving. Oh God. Wow. They weren't going to the site. And I was just like, that's so much worse than just downloading, like you giving me a generic risk assessment. Yeah. 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 Great up lying to us that you've been to the site. That's awful. Um, like that's an extreme example like it is an extreme example um but it's just like what what the fuck (laughs) so when when you come to a position when you're now a consultant like we are and we're in your position like you're 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 essentially you want to sell yourself but you don't want to sell yourself from a point of view of your current one or your last one are crap this is why it's crap blah 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 and we're better because then you just, I mean, I don't like that. I feel like I could be making that up, you know, because I just feel like it's an unethical sales approach. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I would completely agree with you. So like we, we had this one this morning. He was like, yeah, we pay X and we just download it. And I audibly were like reacted, like just emotionally was like, well, that, that's shit. Isn't it? Like you ain't getting nothing out of that. And and he straight up was like, Yeah. Like I, I, we're aware, like um, you know, when when the budget allows, we probably will have more conversation about. It. I said, okay, fair enough. And I don't think it's really a reflection on that business. I think you could easily go, well, that's just a crap business because they know it's shit and they're not doing anything about it. But like, if we think it's bad, we we as a profession shouldn't allow that service to to be there if we think it's that bad. But but anyway, put that aside for one second. But then I kind of said to him, I said, look, I'm going to stop there because I don't, I don't, I'm not good at sales anyway. But I don't, my sales tactic, I don't want it to be what you're doing now is crap and we can do better. So look, you do you and we'll talk whenever you're ready um, or, or never. Um, but, you know, you do you, I'm not going to judge it. But it's, it's really it's really hard when you think, are there other consultants out there that would have pounced on that because they're better, in quotation, salespeople? Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. More, more than likely. Um, and, and, and I think you're quite right when you said it's just an, an ethical way of, of sort of selling. I would, I would never go into a business and just start slating the advice or support or guidance that they've had from, mm-hmm. from another business. You know, at that time, it made sense. And at that time, it, it may have been providing them something. Uh, and ultimately, businesses will sell, you know, what, what customers need um, to, to a certain degree, whether it falls in line with how I would do things is sort of a different conversation um and and 
you know, not it's not going to lead me to then just, you know, derogatively knock, knocking them um, and, and saying, actually, what you're getting is wrong. It, it might not necessarily be wrong. It might just not be in keeping with how I would how I would do things. I guess the challenge for us and the bit that, you know, that people don't see is that really, really sort of difficult decision of, well, where do I, where do I sort of plonk myself in this market? Where, where do I, where do I see myself? Um, How do I go up against these bigger, um, these bigger uh, um, uh, consultancies and and businesses? Um, Because ultimately we're, we're not necessarily selling a product, we're selling ourselves. Yeah. And that's, that's really hard. Yeah. Really hard. Um, you know, as someone who hasn't got the highest self-esteem and self-belief, selling myself is, uh, I'm not going to say impossible because it's not, but it, uh, it's taught me, I've had to learn um, very, very quickly um, that, that I need to do it. Um, but it is really tough, yeah. really tough. Yeah. I, and it's like, it, like if I'm, I've probably only really had one or two situations so far where I've had to probably kind of sell myself a little bit more. And I'm like, as I'm on the phone, I'm like, in my head, I'm like gipping. Like I'm like, like I can hear myself in my head. Like, you know, like, you know, we, we do this and we do that. And the reason why we do it is this and that. And then I'm like, look, look. <laughs> <laughs> and i literally always will go I, I just did it this morning actually we got a lead through this morning and i was on the phone to him and i was like gents i'm, I'm just gonna stop here because i sound like a fucking salesman and, I, and I, I hate it and i can't do it do you want me to just send you a summary of what we do in a price list of the what you know the conversation i can just send you some indicative prices we can have a chat for that that'd be great mate and they were kind of laughing their heads off and that and i just can't do it I just really, because like imposter syndrome starts to set in. My wife says I'm better than what I've what I say I am, but like imposter syndrome comes in. Like I'll get somebody ring me up and be like, I don't know, even fire assessment. I'm so I'm so confident with our fire assessment. You can ring us up, boom. Can you do a fire assessment for X property? My initial reaction is no, I'm not. I'm not good enough to do that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's my initial reaction. Yeah. Everything that comes through is like, no, there's probably someone better can do that. Like I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I have to really rein myself in to be like, come on, you you can do this. You can do this. It's, it's like I had a little bit of it before, but like the second we went self-employed, it was like if there was a like a Egyptian god of imp- imposter syndrome, it was like, right, now is my moment. Like, here you go, ramp up that imposter syndrome. Just, yeah, take that. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's harder. And, and and you would have, you know, I you kind of reflect, don't you, on some of the um some of the skills and the techniques and, and the softer skills um that you pick up in in your health and safety career and selling is definitely one of them because you know we have to sell ideas initiatives new ways of doing things um and i always kind of go back to those times around when i've had to sell things and whether i can bring that into into what i'm you know the, the business side of things now <laughs> i just can't i don't i don't know why as soon as i start talking about my uh about myself i'm 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 very similar to you i distinctly remember the first sales call uh, and I know we've talked about this before I, I I did and it was 
sort of August, September time last year. Um, relatively sort of cold lead that I was given by a friend, um, just someone that wanted to, you know, review how they were doing, bit of an action plan, that kind of thing, to how to improve safety. Um, and I remember ringing them, um, didn't do any prep. Um, I thought this would be fine. You know, I've sold these kind of things before in, in, in as a health and safety professional. My God, it was horrific. It was horrific. Now, my... I didn't know, but my partner was outside the room at the time as a, you know, a, bit, a bit of support, I guess. She could see that I was quite nervous. And I put the phone up. I said, thanks very much. Yeah, I'll send some stuff over via email. Look forward to speaking to you soon. Put the phone down. The door burst open. Now, this is all said tongue-in-cheek because um, we, we have a very supportive relationship. And she just went, what the hell was that? <laughs> and I said, well, I, was, I said, what do you mean? Oh, what, what do you mean? She said, if, if we're relying on your business being a success from your sales technique, we are in shitloads of trouble. Um, and I didn't realise, I, I always remember sitting there thinking, what have I done? What, what, have I done? Um, what I didn't realise is I had subconsciously started to kind of almost devalue myself in the conversation. So yeah. I gave him my day rate um, and automatically went but you know that's that's negotiable depending on sort of circumstances at the time and and, and quite rightly my partner just said you aren't it's not negotiable you yeah. need to know your value and you need to know the value that you're providing your customers moving forward you can't have that conversation with your customers every time because they will just drew you down to the cheapest and you won't essentially you won't earn any money in the business yeah. uh, and that was, that was, I mean, we were both laughing at the time um, because it was right in the early days. I was still sort of full and, uh, fully employed at the time. So there wasn't really that pressure. Um, but looking back now, you know, I think, and I've learned a lot. You know, I, I had a, the, the other side of that, sorry, I'm, I know I'm running on. The other side of that is I had a, a couple of cold leads. And when I say cold leads, I mean, they were freezing cold. Um and um, I'd sent them a couple of emails, not really had much traction. So I thought, I'm just going to give them a call. I'm going to give them a call. Um, gave them, a, kind of sat down, did some uh, did some research on the business, did some research on what I think they'd want. Um, I, I've now got like a discovery call kind of script. I'm giving all my tips away here now. Um, but it just, you know, prompts you some questions just so I can understand what they need. Um, I was pacing up and down. I was like, right, I've got my, got my, uh, my, airpods in or whatever they're called right this is it we're on rang the first number straight to voicemail damn it uh left it left the voicemail quite happy with the voicemail actually i tend to just whittle on when i leave a voicemail so i thought right okay you know what you're doing let's make call number two straight to voicemail oh you've got to be kidding me uh so left a message haven't heard anything since oh yeah that's sales, uh, you know, when, when we started talking about what we're going to go through today, selling yourself was my number one sort of, you know, raw honesty moment. It, it, it is not easy at all. Some people are just naturally gifted at doing it. I am not one of those people. It, it, it is. Like you, 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 you've summarized that beautifully with a story. I would just say it's fucking horrible. It's horrible. I can't stand it. I don't, I don't like it. The best thing for me is somebody just, they know they want us and they're like, cool, let's go. 
Like the whole thing for me is just, I just cannot stand it. I got given a really cold lead, maybe given to me like it was a bit of a warm lead, but it fuck it, it was not a warm lead. So I didn't do any prep. I just rang this guy up and I was like, hi mate, um, apparently blah, blah, spoke to you. Um, you know, have a chat about blah. And he was like, you what? And I was like, I, I, I got your number from blah, blah. I said, you wanted to have a, have, have a chat? Nah. I was like, well, well, I sent you an email. I didn't get anything about and but but I thought I'd give you a call. I, I don't really know what you're on about, mate. So I'm like, oh fuck, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, uh, think 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 of your feet, think of your feet. I'm like, well, basically, we we're just gonna have a chat about this and that and this and you know, health and safety, management, blah blah blah, uh, fire risk assessments. Blah. Oh, that, that's probably our ops director, actually, mate. Um, right, okay. I, I don't have their details. Like, could. Is a is a can you pass me on their details or uh, what? Are you, have you sent me an email? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, or it's probably just gone in my spam, mate, or I haven't seen it. If you if you just forward it to me again and I'll just forward it on to them, I'm like, oh, mate, I ain't seen shit from this. Yeah, <laughs> down for the email. I ain't getting fucking nothing from this. I just left it and just walked away. And then and then you have I I remember when I'd like left full-time employment and I was at a, a kind of social um, that was for other reasons, but it, it ended up becoming like also like a little goodbye from, from me. It was my last day just, just coincided with that little social thing I was doing. And, um, and I'm in there and I was chatting away. And one of the guys who I got on with really well was like, asked, what are you doing then? Where are you going next? I said, oh, I'm going self-employed. And he was like, oh, it's health and safety. I was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, mate, I hate my consultant. He was like, I would, I would straight up go with you. And I'm like, mate, I haven't even started full time, and I've got a hot lead here. Nailed it. So I'm like, I've, I've wrote, I've named an email in, in my in my notes, and I'm like, yeah, cool, boom, boom, nothing. Like, did everything he wanted, nothing. Rang him up, yeah, yeah, I got hold of him once. Yep, totally still interested, mate. Yep, let's get a corner diary. Yeah, just send me the thing, and I'll, I'll book a call. Right, okay, cool, send him thing, nothing. Got an email back from about another fucking month later. Mate, so sorry about this. Still really interested. Really want to work with you. Great. Yeah, nothing. I've given up now. I've given up. I'm just like, why are you so hot and cold? It's like going on a date and being like, I just want to take you home right now. and get into the front door and going, what are you doing? You're not coming in my house. That's literally what it's like. Like up and up. <laughs> I've never heard it compared to dating. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think I think the thing we have to remember though is, is patience is key. Um, and why, you know, whilst this is everything to us, you know, health and safety is everything to us, we know from sort of our learnings and our experience, it's just one very small part of what a business does. And you know what? There are times when we are right on the top of the priorities and it's something they want to get done. And the next day, all of a sudden, it drops to the bottom of the list of the priorities and, and it goes on for, for another couple of months. So that it's just slow. It is, you know, it's really slow. Like we were saying earlier, you can you can do you can do a piece of work, but you might not see the merits of that work for like three, four, five months. Yeah. And and that kind of I mean, did we talk about payment? Well, there's probably I think we might have talked about payment terms in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. If we didn't, FYI, big learning curve. Google it, right? Because you're like, you do some work and you think, okay, right, that's annoying because we're not going to get it for like a month. And then you work with some other company that's like, oh, yeah, our payment terms are like two millenniums. So, 
And when you're fucking dead, that's when we'll pay you. <laughs> like working for us is basically your pension because we're just never going to pay you. Like, that's so true. That's so true. And, and trying to navigate that again is, is you know, is, is really, really difficult. You just have to get ahead of the curve a little bit. Um, you, you, you know, you learn, you learn how to sort of manage it as best as you can, but it comes as a nasty shock because you expect, don't you? Like, you know, when you go into a shop as a consumer, and you buy something, the money transacts straight away, and you think, ah, okay, yeah, I'll apply that to my consultancy uh, model. Nah, yeah. don't, don't, don't work like that at all. You've got, to, you've got to create the invoice. You've got to send the invoice. The invoice has got to be receipted, which sometimes is like the, the, the biggest problem. And then, obviously, you've got to wait for whatever payment terms that you've set up. And it's, you have to buy the long game. That's, I think that's the, the, the key takeaway. I have found, and because we, we've kind of played a little bit of hardball on this, and it hasn't worked every time, but it has worked more than I thought it would work. And we're early doors, right? So, like, we might get a client that's like, I'm not fucking doing that. You'll work to our payment terms, right? But at the moment, we have tried just going, we, we, if, we were, if we're having to do some prep work up front, we want some pay up front, so we're going to invoice you now um, for X amount, and you can pay the rest after. Um and so far, we've only had like a little bit of a, oh, I'll have to check with finance to make sure that fits our payment terms. Um, and we'll get back to you, but I'm thinking it'll be right. And then it, it's fine. Um, which, is, which is absolutely fair enough. And, and I think, I think you, you start to work with those companies and build relationships with, within companies when they're okay to do that because they know the value of the work that they're gonna, you're going to provide. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it is it is kind of difficult, but yeah, I think that it's similarly. I'm kind of following on from that in this kind of is is getting your own rate right. I remember being asked like four or five times, you know, when I'd started what's your day rate, and I was like, I don't know. I remember being even asked that before I'd gone self-employed. What, what's your day rate, James? I'm like, what's a day rate? Like, so I'm like, I get my annual salary, download it. I mean, download it, divide it and do all the maths. And then be like, okay, that's probably this. And they're like, my God, that's you're cheap. Like you need to, up and I'm like, am I? And then, and then I, I got asked to quote for like a fire risk assessment for a friend. So I'd kind of done it at a cheap, slightly cheaper rate or, or, or like a, yeah, it was slightly cheaper rate than what I thought the industry would be. But I, I, to be honest, from the last time I'd used a consultant, I kind of thought we're probably still on par with some some fire risk assessors, and did the job and got there. <laughs> Fair play, the person. If he, I know, I know he'll be listening to this, and I know he'll know that I'm talking about him, but I won't say who it is. But we kind of got on site, and he was like, "James, did you know you're you're like fifty percent cheaper than than everyone else?" And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, before I go any further, the rate is the rate for this job. Like, <laughs> we're not paying you anymore. <laughs> like, oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks. That's fine. <laughs> but like, and, and I kind of, I think you said earlier, you kind of, you're, you're starting to like de-sell yourself. And I do that with fire because I, I don't believe in a lot of the badges. And I've had, 
you know, we, we've just been asked, we've been invited to tender. And and I said to them, when they rang us up and said, would you want it? I said, yeah, definitely. Um, I said, but look, we are, we are now going through the process to get one of the badges because we're losing out to work because we, we don't even get invited into the conversation because we don't have the badges. So like we've had to kind of stop cutting our nose off to spy our face and get some of the badges so that we can make a difference. But the, just navigating this whole thing, and that was one of the reasons why we didn't up our rate in the beginning because we didn't have these kind of fire badges and we were like we're, we're going to lose out because we don't have the badges so we're going to have to be quite fairly priced at least for now um and and yet we were still like 50 percent cheaper um and we got some feedback and they really liked the work um, but then it's like i don't know i'm like conflicted with myself because i'm like the badge it means nothing like yeah nothing but then i'm like oh, all right whatever so i kind of have to suck up a little bit of my own cut my nose off to spite my face to to navigate this really weird space of day rates and jobs and yeah just pricing in general which i also hate equally as much as selling and, and, and i think it's because it it, it it almost bottles itself up into that selling space as well, doesn't it? Because you're having to pl- apply a monetary value to to you. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, you know, and you can do all the market research that you like and you want and you can speak to other consultants. And, and do you know what? Some of them out there are really open with you. Like, yeah, I charge this as a day rate. Oh, cool. Thanks. Brilliant. You know, why do you charge that? Oh, boom, 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 boom. Um, and they're, they're really open and, and, and willing to help. But I think as soon as you put that value to you as an individual, that's when it becomes, you know, really, really difficult. And but I think that's in any industry. I don't think that's just safety. I think that just comes down to, you know, making sure you know your worth and your value um, and the client, more importantly, can see the value that they're that they're applying. But, you know, I've done the same with you. I started out at a certain point got some advice from people that um that i know that have done something similar in the past and they were like you're way too cheap way too cheap you, you you're not earning you're not going to be able to sustain that you know and your clients are going to get a hell of a lot more than what the value of that um that that sort of day rate suggests yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's 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 tough you know imposter syndrome kicks in you know you sit there going thinking you know are they going to find me out as a fraud? Yeah. Am I actually am I actually worth this amount of money uh, a, a day? Um, I don't, you know, yeah, and, and it, it, you know the 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 sort of like I said, the imposter syndrome kicks off. The voices in your head, the doubt, high achievers of doubt. They refer to imposter syndrome now, don't they? He's, um, you know, am I am I worth this? Is uh, are they, are they going to see the value in the work I provide? Oh, you just end up spiraling. Um, you, you can drag yourself out of it pretty quickly, but it's they're, they're tough. It's a tough thought process to have to go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely been a, a big journey. That's for sure. So, have you found your freedom yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, I'm glad we put this on here actually because I think this is also a bit of a confusing space. Because there's that there's that joke, isn't there? Like I don't know, you've probably seen it on TikTok or just generally, like it's it's an age old joke, but it's going mad on TikTok at the moment. Um, in the kind of following that I have, which is just like 
entrepreneurial bullshit basically just to kind of try and keep me with some semblance of motivation <laughs> um, but like it's this oh we we quit our nine to five job uh just to work 24 <laughs> seven it is so true but it's also not true mm, yes i think it it's kind of the same as someone said to like, are you less, I think me and Sherry were talking about my own mental health whilst doing all of this and, and stress levels and stuff like that. And I said to Sherry, like it's really, really hard to describe because I said, it's not stress-free to run your company. If anything, it's more stressful, but I feel kind of a bit less stressed. Like I, I think genuinely in not my last employer, but my my employer before, I never got diagnosed, but I think I genuinely was suffering with something. Like I, I reflect back on how low I was. Um, I 100% should have gone to the doctors. So I think I kind of just said that was stress. I don't think it was. I think it was something worse looking back on it. So now I've kind of got a bit of a skewed perception of, of stress. Mm. Um, and then when I look at this now, I'm like, well, this is so stressful, but I, kind of feel okay so when my doctor said the other day you're getting loads of headaches because you're stressed i'm like i'm not fucking stressed like this is literally my dream like i'm happy and she's like you are 100 stressed i'm like no i'm fucking not <laughs> like reflecting on it i'm like i probably am a little bit but i'm it's kind of like a it's, it's weird it's like i'm all right with the stress because it's stress that suits me because there's there is freedom or control of choice and I think that's yeah. that thing with me. It's like, do you get more time? No. Do you get less work? No. You get way more work. Like, do you work nine to five? No. Do you work 24-7? Yes. But you get choice. And 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 I think you, you kind of nailed it in the head, which you'll you'll kind of give you an example about I think tomorrow. Um, and, and I've done the same in that, you know, in in our second month, I just I just Took, took a day off. I woke up in the morning. And I was like, look, I've, I've just penciled in some admin today. I'm just going to have a day off. And we went and played, took Maggie to soft play and stuff like that. And that for me was a massive realisation that this is what we do it for. This choice of I can design in a day off. I can design in within reason because the busier you get, the less you can do that. But you have a bit of control, a bit of choice. And then for me, the final thing was, you know, we, we walked away from a client because the relationship was not right. It didn't fit our principles. We didn't like what they were doing and we walked away. So for me, it's like mega stressful because financially we took a hit from that and other stuff, you know, selling everything we talk about. It's really, really stressful. But that freedom of choice for me makes it less stressful. Mm. Really long-winded answer to your question. No, no, but I think, I think it's, um, I think everything you say is very relevant because it resonates for me uh, as well. You use nine to five, something closer to, to 24-7. Um, the sort of notes that I made before is it never stops. There is always there is always something to do, you know, whether that's delivery work, whether that's sales, whether that's marketing, whether that's admin, whether it's finances, there is always something to do. But actually, a lot of it's quite exciting. You know, there's stuff, there's, stuff, there's stuff that I've never, ever, ever done before. You know, I've never built a website, never dreamed of, of sort of building a website. Um, but yet I gave it a go. Um, you know, I've never invoiced, but I'm giving it a go. I've, I've never really 
sort of done the, the kind of sales types of thing. And as you've heard, I'm giving, giving it a go with mixed response. Um, but it does it does give you the ability to design in, you know, like you I quite like that, design in that time that you can, you know, you can take out and, and do what you want with. And as I was saying earlier, tomorrow I've, I've given myself a day off. Um, um, me, me and my partner are out for dinner with a friend of mine tomorrow night and we're going to go into Birmingham tomorrow um, and, and do a bit of shopping. And I'm just going to sort of down tools and completely give myself like a day to, to come away and have a bit of a rest, to, to be honest, and just do something different to, to what I've been doing. Um, you know, the grind can eventually sort of catch up with you. So you have to you have to invest in yourself. And, you know, during the day, I'm very fortunate that at two o'clock in the afternoon if I've done everything that I needed to do I can go to the gym or I can take the dog for a walk or I can go and pick Albie up from nursery what whatever it might be I'm not I'm not under the sort of beck and call of another business as long as I hold myself to accountability to give myself that time back then you have got you know a lot more freedom than than I had um, I had before I think you've just got to go and find it and sort of plan for it a little bit. Yeah, what you kind of touched on there, I was I was going to add to that point is that when I've had those days off that are in the middle of the week, for example, I was I was strangely present in a way that I I didn't think I would be like yeah. where I've kind of I don't know like I've always had for the last like two job two three jobs had like flexible contracts so it's kind of like just get the job done. You don't really work nine to five, but roughly, you know, everyone works nine to five. Right. So in, in this kind of role is what I meant. Um, so roughly you work nine to five, but you know, if you need to finish early, start late, whatever. So, you know, one day you might go and have a longer lunch with your, your wife. You're sort of like, they're having lunch. You're on the way back. It just so happened to coincide. So you're like, Oh, cool. I'll just stop and have lunch. You're kind of always aware that if you're like, I was anyway, like if my boss rang me, I'd be like, Oh, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm on my way, I'm on my way back. I'll be back in a minute. I'll be on the computer in a minute. I'm not, I'm not at the computer right now because I've just left the customer or I've just done this. So, and I always had this kind of like, oh, I should be in the office or I should be on my computer. I completely didn't have that at all. Like I was present, I switched off. Um, and maybe that's organizational culture of where I worked or whatever. I, I couldn't really give a shit, but ultimately I didn't have that all my work phones in my pocket as a little mm. like mini version of like CCTV, like always holding me to account. Are you working right now? You know, I didn't have that. And I thought I would have it kind of more because to your point, there's always something to do, right? I'm sitting here recording a podcast with you right now. Whilst I could be working on that proposal, I could be improving my SEO, which somebody kindly told me yesterday, my SEO, my website is non-existent. So that's, that was really nice of them. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Your website doesn't exist. I was like, great, because it's costing me loads of fucking money. <laughs> um, That's yeah. just another thing to add to the list of things to learn about. SEO, man, it's like hieroglyphics. It doesn't yeah. make no sense to me at all. I'm like, hang on a minute. You're telling me I've been making content on the, online for three fucking years and I don't exist on, on the internet. Well, no, if you type in James McPherson safety or rebranding safety, you turn up. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks. Right. But if you <laughs> in Northamptonshire, you're non-existent. Great. Thanks. That's really good. Thanks. Thanks for that. 
motivation number one. But like, yeah. So anyways, SEO, marketing, selling, whole nother world. Um, but yeah, that that was for me, like I was weirdly present, um, mm. which I didn't expect. And we had a lovely day and we've done it a couple of times since. Um, and I, and, I, and each time, each time it kind of gets tough, we we tend to just call a day. Like we're just like, right, next week we've got an admin day. At the moment, we haven't got any fucking days that I could just call it. But like we we just go call that day, we take it and we get that reset and we remind ourselves this is what we do it for in a yeah. way. We get that freedom to design in a day. Um and that's really important, isn't it? Reminding yourself why you made that decision in that, you know, if we go right back to episode one of those whys. Yeah. That's why they're so, so important to set up initially, because you can always loop back into, you know, am I really sort of living the why as to why I've, I've set the business up? Yeah. Um, yeah. And those reset days are really important because you can burn out very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Because like, it, you get that freedom to kind of choose the way you operate, choose who you work with, choose when you work, choose what you do. But ultimately, that choice always comes with repercussions, right? You yeah, know? of course. Yeah, I had this conversation with Sherry a few times where we struggle with this. Well, since Sherry's got more involved in the podcast, we have great conversations. Like it's like the philosophy call at PM, just in our house. I fucking love it. Um, but like, say it comes up on the news that someone's done something really heinous, really horrible, and she, and Sherry will be like, "How can you apply context and behaviours and and kind of not blaming to to that? Like, surely there's got to be some accountability there." And and we end up having these massive conversations around that, and it's awesome. And I remember once we had this conversation around around choice. Like, so is there like this freedom of choice if context always influences the behavior? What about like marketing and stuff like that? It's like, where's the choice? And I, and I kind of came to a point which kind of brings to this in that everyone has the freedom to choose, but they don't have the freedom from the consequences of said choice, right? So you kind of, you can choose to do whatever you want. If you choose to do something illegal, that's, what, that's cool, man. That's your choice. You get to do that. That's the beauty of where we live. But there's consequences to that. You get caught, you're going to jail, right? So you get the freedom of choice. Everybody does. But ultimately, there's consequences to that choice, positive or negative. And it's kind of the same in, in when you go self-employed. You just get more choice. But mm. that come, comes with a, a consequence, positive or negative. So we've chosen as a consultancy to say, no, we don't operate in this space. We operate in that space. And you get work coming from that place when you're desperate for money and you're like... I could just do that and maybe just do it this once or, or like, or I could work with this person, but I don't really agree with it or whatever. And you, you get this temptation and you're like, okay, I have this choice right now and it's up to you whether you choose or not. And then mm-hmm. you reap the consequences, maybe never, maybe years, maybe months, maybe days down the line, whatever. Um, that's how I'd kind of summarize it. You just get more choice. Yeah. I think that's absolutely right. You know, you, you mentioned earlier that you, you made the decision to walk away from a client because they weren't, you know, just weren't for you. Um, that has consequences, um, but you still had the ability to, to have that choice or, or make that decision because it's yours yeah. to, 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 to make. And there's something quite nice. There's something quite powerful about that. You know, we, um, I always say to myself, like, I, to a certain degree, get a choice in sort of how I deliver. 
So, you know, I've, I've, I put a post on this morning about some safety leadership sessions that I did. I, I don't think I would have ever have done that if I was in employment because I would have had to have tailored the message and how I had done it to yeah. fall in with said business or who I was working for. I was able to go into that session completely impartial and be really quite challenging and sort of uncomfortable in a way, in the way that I was asking questions because I sort of had the freedom to be able to do it. And that's exactly why, why to a certain degree, I wanted to get into business because I wanted to be able to have those impartial conversations. And it was brilliant. It was almost like the reins had come off. I love that. I think that's a really good way of describing that. I can cut, I can totally relate to that in that you're kind of like, I'm just checking the time. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I can totally relate. We had a, we had some, some work come through for training and we had, um, we had like a part of it that we needed to kind of outsource because we didn't do it, but like we wanted to make sure that we did deliver that one part of this whole wider package. And the person was like really kindly was like, I could just do the whole thing for you if you if you want, James. And I was like, I'm actually really, really particular about the message of this part. So I'm going to keep my part because I'm really particular about this. And I want to make sure that we, we do it in this way, in this manner, for, at least for now. We might tweak that as we go as a company, but but ultimately for now, that I want it in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can just kind of stick to this bit, and they were like, yep, that's fine. Um, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not saying what you're doing is not good enough. I'm just saying I just don't know yet whether whether yours aligns with what I want and we need to have that conversation, but I want it in this way um, about this thing. Um, and I got to choose to do that. And, yeah, I think that's a really interesting way to do it. And you kind of just get to be yourself a little bit more, don't you? Like, yeah. Yeah, you, you, get to, you get to talk about your own opinions, your own sort of values, if you like, your own way of interpret, interpreting certain bits of information and, I quite like using sort of experiences that I've had um, and, and sort of bringing them into how I run my business, but also how I articulate the message and, and coach or lead or, or, or train or whatever it might be. And that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, you know, I, I love training and I think being, being sort of self-employed and running my own business, I'm able to deliver that training how I want to deliver yeah. it, not how someone else wants to, to be delivered, how I want to. And I, um, whilst that is terrifying, because just because I wanted to deliver it this way does not make it right, yeah. that there's something pretty cool in that. I think it's freeing. Like, this is for me, like the thing that I, the reason why I find it, it's more stressful to run a company, but I personally find it less stressful is probably what you just said there is I haven't got to go through four levels of management and then a comms team to approve my training session content. And, and then somebody goes, uh, you, you put the F word in here. So, you know, I don't really like, really like that. You, you know, we're talking to a load of traders. Like I'm talking to a plumber, a brickie, like, have you fucking heard them talk to each other? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't fit with our tone of voice package in our comms team. Um, do you know what I mean? Like that shit for me was just so stressful. Yeah. I, I, I'm not stupid. I know a group that we reduce the swearing and I know a group where we, where we ramp the swearing up or, or and swearing is just one good example of, of some, cause people get really funny about it. And I clearly 
swear like and it's part of my vocabulary it doesn't mean i'm less educated if anyone wants to get stuck up about it but anyway so i get to kind of choose that process like i'm not going to write fucking safety along the screen like don't get me wrong i'm not like going to just make it do it swear for the sake of it but sometimes like if i'm doing stuff for safety teams um we kind of do a rebranding safety session um for for safety teams and I use a screenshot of a couple of Facebook posts where people are not very nice about safety and they do have like the F word. Well, I don't know why I'm saying the F word. I fucking said it loads. So they're saying, oh, fuck health and safety or this or that. Health and safety is a load of fucking bullshit. So one of them, and I put that up there because it has a point and it's there for a reason. And I've tried to use that in the past in, in employed roles and they just got shut down straight. Yeah. There's a point to that. Like I'm not just writing fuck you on the screen for no reason. It is a point to this conversation. Um, no, nothing. I remember also making a TikTok once. You know the um, is it coming to America where he's like, "Good morning, everyone." And they're like, "Fuck off!" Yeah, yeah. So I made a TikTok of like when safety turns up on site, and I walked out and "Good morning," and a "Fuck off!" And then I got like an email like three days later from the exec director of the company being like, "Can you remove that because it reflects badly on the company?" And I was like, if you think that reflects badly on the company, it's probably a reflection on the company. So like, maybe you need to question yourself and not the TikTok post, but. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and now I'm kind of like, you know, I got freedom to kind of do whatever I want. And, and if, and if that means I lose a couple of clients, like I make that choice and I, I deal with the consequences. Mm. Uh, so that, that's kind of what I like, but it's also scary, but I kind of like that is why it's less stressful for me in a way. Yeah. And I, I completely get that. I, I completely understand that. Um, and, and it's just trying to learn to be comfortable with that, really, I guess, isn't it? Because you are, you know, yeah. I'm my own worst critic. Um, and I will, you know, I will pontificate and I will change and I will tweak to, to well, right up until the last minute if I, before I'm delivering whatever it might be. Um, and, I, and I think that's, I guess, the 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 other side to the sword of that yes we've got more freedom we've got the ability to sort of create our own things but on the flip side we've almost got those kind of demons in the head constantly challenging saying is that the right thing is yeah. that actually what they're asking for and, and i don't think that ever really stops uh, yeah. to, to a certain degree it certainly doesn't for me and that that's kind of like part of the um <clears throat> The, the other kind of final point that we wanted to make sure we talk about is kind of like the general pressure of it, isn't it? That yes, you can make the choice. Yes, you've got freedom of choice. Yes, you reap the consequences. But actually the consequences might be that you've got, like in my house, we don't have another source of income. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So every single choice, we have the freedom to make it and I enjoy that. And me and Sherry get to sit down and really think about it. But it, every choice has a massive consequence. So, like, we walked away from that client. We I both do not regret that decision at all. We are both very clear on that. But we're now feeling a pinch of that. So we're having to be a bit tight this month. And, and it is hard. There is this pressure. So there is this constant pressure of, like, you know, you're, you're the same. You've got kids as well. Like, your kids actually might not be able to have what they want in that moment, which for me is really hard kind of – I come from, I came from like a really poor background. So I've always told myself, my kids will always have whatever they want. And I will, I will work my fucking ass off to make sure we can have that. 
And now because of a choice I made, we potentially for the next month or so might not be able to live that that principle, so to speak. So there is just a constant pressure with every choice that you have of the consequences of said pressure. But you have to kind of build in, ironically, the kind of resilience for that, don't you? The capacity to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and that, and that's not easy at all. And I, and I don't think there's I don't think there's a silver bullet really as to to how you how you really address that. Um, you know, I've got a very unhealthy relationship with perfection um, and and the want of not failing. Um, yeah. So to the point where I'll I'll sort of push myself to the to the absolute limit to make sure that something is perfect before being delivered or, you know, I, I don't put myself in a position where failure is an option. Um, and that's got me, you know, I'll be completely quite open and honest. That's got me the wrong side of my mental health um, a few times in, in my life. And um, that always kind of, that's always sort of in the back of my mind a little bit um, because you're right, you know, all the decisions that we make all the choices that we make have consequences. And I, you know, I, I talked to right about um, sort of being selfish right at the beginning of the, the the kind of first episode, and that always sort of swells around in my in, yeah. in my mind as well as to you know is this decision that I've made really for the family and a, a better way of life, or actually is it just to satisfy a need that I've got personally to be my own boss? I and mean, I don't think I've really answered that question um, to to a certain degree, but I'm not worrying about it too much because actually. It is providing the the kind of uh, the ability to spend more time with my family and the quality of life. Um, but it's these thoughts. Those, I guess, those are the bits. Sometimes, you know, the four o'clock starts um, to get to site, and you know, the eight o'clock, nine o'clock finishes. Um, I when you deliver a training session, you know, that people then don't see the consultant go home and have to write forty certificates mm. um, and then create the invoice. And then get all, you know, 20% of the certificates back because they've spelt the name wrong, because they spelt that you couldn't read the name on the, the, the training attendance record. You know, people, people don't see, you know, the consultants doing that at eight o'clock on a Friday night because they want to get it all done and dusted and sent before the weekend hits. There are there are masses, uh, there is masses of work to do that goes on behind the scenes. The pontificating over training courses the day before it's supposed to supposed to be delivered you know is that the right message could I do that a slightly different way mm-hmm. um and it funnily um the I dished out some happy sheets the other day after a workshop not a massive fan of them but I understand the importance of them and I was dishing out the the kind of feedback forms to the group and one of the guys on there was like oh I don't know why you give these because you never read them and I was like mate I can absolutely assure you I read every single one of them and all the comments that go at the bottom and I make sure I use the feedback to make the course better next time and he was like really I was like yeah you're fucking right yeah 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 I do and I read every single one of them um because that's just who I am but I do that on a Friday evening or a Saturday morning or or whatever it might be because the rest of the time we're we're sort of delivering and running the business yeah 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 I think you've hit the nail on the head there mate um I was delivering a, a kind of keynote, a digital keynote the other day. I was still tweaking it when they were introducing me. <laughs> <laughs> I was still looking for it. I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not. No, nah, I'm decided. I don't like that word. I'm changing that word. Done, done, done. And James, you ready to go? Yeah, ready to go. Let's go.
like and i'm literally like not not because i'm not really a perfectionist in in any way really i'm more of a let's just fucking dive in and see but I will constantly tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak all the time, constantly. And I will tweak right up until that last minute. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting that two different kind of ways to come at it that in a way are quite similar. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it is. Um, I, I will get my kind of anxiety more after the fact. So like I, I will go in, I will dive in 100%, but then I will be tearing myself apart for like the next day of anything social. I'm the same with everything, social, work, professional, absolutely everything um, is I will go to something and I'll be completely fine going into it, do it, bang, bang, bang. And on the way home, I'll be like, that guy said this one word that was slightly strange. And did he mean that I should completely reconsider my career? Like, it's literally what my drive home will be like. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think, I mean, I do that as well. Uh, I think the, the first the first episode that we recorded, I think I spent like three hours afterwards thinking, did I make sense? Will everybody understand? Will people want to listen to me? Did I actually talk about, you know, and... I think it's just sort of natural in what we do, isn't it? That that kind of almost intrinsic debrief um, to to make sure that what we've what we've done is is actually providing providing sort of value. It never goes away, Matt. I've been doing this for three years, this podcast, and every time I get a message being like, "Hey, James, I've just listened to your podcast," and I'm like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god," <laughs> and I love it. Oh, thank God! <laughs> every time, even now, even now, after all that time, even now. Even wow. and I and this is what I try and feed back to anyone that says to me, you know, we get a lot of people that like want loads of free advice, and we we do kind of give it. And I and be like, oh, I want to start a podcast. I'm like, just do it. Just just don't overthink it. Just do it. If you overthink it, you won't do it. Because you know what? It's scary as fuck. Three years in, I've still shit myself at anyone that feeds back, anyone that questions something. I'm still really uncomfortable with it. I'll go into a challenging conversation, 100. I will dive straight into that but I'm still tearing myself apart about it for the next three weeks. I'm still mm. checking my phone to see if they've replied every two seconds, but I will, I will try and remind myself there is 110% more people that say positive things yeah. than negative things. Yeah. And that's why I think things like you, you got that testimonial, like, you know, it was nice that you kind of said, had to ask for it because that was a question I was wondering. Did he ask for that or not? Because yeah. I asked for it for one from mine, and I'm going to now. So thank you for that. Um, but I think that stuff like that's really helpful. And if even from a consultancy or a podcast or a YouTube channel or a blogger or anything like that, or an employed role, ask for feedback. And 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 I remember watching a podcaster when I just started podcasting and he'd actually printed off all his positive comments that he'd had or his favorite ones. And he put them on a board and he puts it above, he put it above his desk. And like, whenever he gets something, cause he's a massive YouTuber. So you can imagine like the amount of crap he gets. Yeah. Yeah. Bad one that gets him upset. He just looks at the board and reminds himself how many people actually love its content um, versus the less than 5% that just exist to moan about shit, you know? And, and I, and I try to do that. I haven't got a board or anything, but I do try to just remember my, remind myself, sorry, that, there's more people saying nice things than there are bad things. And that'll be the same with your job, with your consultancy, whatever you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. Very true. You forget in that moment, you forget all the positivity, don't you? 
because yeah. you get so honed in on that 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 one negative comment that's that's probably a rarity. It's louder, isn't it? I mean, this yeah. related about your accidents and shit like that. That's always louder than all of the positives you're doing. And yeah. so-called new safety is trying to say is don't forget to pay some attention to the good stuff you're doing as well and make sure that that's working. Um, but yeah. Uh, all right, mate. Well, that's been pretty much an, an hour, pretty much on the dot, actually. Um, you mentioned that you had some some bits you wanted to kind of end on. Yeah, so it was just um, I, I've um, I've reflected um, in from these the, these chats myself. I, I listened to the the first podcast, and, and after we did the second, um, I, I kind of went away and just I don't know a bit of a download of some of the stuff that we talked about, and, and just there was kind of three things that, that I kind of pulled out from, from the conversation that I just wanted to, I don't know, reiterate or, or, or sort of make the point that, that might be helpful for people that are going into thinking about going into consultancy or just generally in, in sort of that health and safety career. Cause you know, we've all been there at that stage where, you know, either starting out or, or sort of midway through. And there was just three things really for, for me that, that stood out. The, the first one sort of, you know, pick your own path. Um, or, or UDU and we talked about this in in the last episode around some of the platitudes and some of the advice that you can get um, I you know I struggle sometimes with that kind of comparison piece where I'll always look at what other people are doing and I've made decisions in my career based on what other people were doing and that was a mistake yeah. a big mistake you know if you don't want to be um, you know a member of IOSH don't be yeah. Don't just don't just do it because you want to. Um, if you don't want to be a member of IRSM, then then don't be. You you do you. You pick the path that's kind of suitable for you. Um, if you don't want to do the NEBOSH, you want to do the NCRQ route. That's absolutely fine. That's you know. And I think I think sometimes, particularly in health and safety, we tend to try and tread the path that other people have trodden before us. And I, and I don't think that's that sort of helpful. And and obviously from a consultancy perspective, yeah, do your market research. You get that. But don't just copy sort of what everybody else is doing. Sort of bring your own yeah. flavour to it, if, if you like. Yeah. Um, the second one, sort of set yourself goals and dream big. Um, I've never set myself goals um, in, in my career um, and probably regret it because um, I would have created a bit of a plan of and, and given myself some direction of where I wanted to go. Um, hugely important when you start a business, but I think very, very important. For, for anybody in any career, particularly if you're starting out, is where do you want to be in, I don't know, at the end of your career, midway through your career? You know, if it's a health and safety director, go for it. But work out how you're going to get there um, and, and sort of almost create that path so that you've got that plan that you can stick to um, and continue to refer back to that plan um, to, to kind of help you through the straight and narrow. Um, and the last one for me, um, and I don't think we've really touched on it too too much is is sort of build a community and a network um uh, there's been a lot of articles and, and some podcasts on how lonely health and safety can be sometimes because either you're, you're the only person in the role in that business um or you know you're a consultant and and being a consultant can be very very lonely because you're you're on your own to to a certain degree so i would implore anybody to you know, build a community, build a network. I, I don't genuinely don't think I would have done what I've done if it hadn't been for Project Malitim because they are, they're this little family that, you know, when I've had a crap day on a Wednesday evening, I know I can just go and have a bit of an event and there's no judgment. 
Um, there's no negative negativity. It's just, yeah, you can do this. This is what I'd advise. That's what I would advise. And, and you can get that whether you're in, in full-time employment or, or not. Um, you know, I've got a very fortunate position where I've got lots of you, James, um, Dan, uh, Principal Compliance, Colin, that are always at the end of the phone. Um, and I think that's really, really important for anybody in safety is to almost to a certain degree kind of build that own cognitive diversity of people that you can go to that have got different opinions and different ways that they can help you in your career. Um, those, those are just three of the things that I've sort of kind of picked out or certainly reflected on and learned on um, through the, this quarterly co-host. I like that, mate. I think that's really, really nice and good advice as well. I, I, I think particularly for me is that like picking your own path and knowing what, what, what is for you, but then also like don't beat yourself too much if you deviate off that path a little bit and then you end up coming back to it. Like I think that that is really, really good, good advice. I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. I did the, you know, the, the examples you give are really prevalent for what, I moan about a lot on the, on the podcast. And, 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 you know, I don't think as an example, as I, I touched on it earlier, like I don't, I don't really agree with all of these, these badges to a point, but I get their value and I get what they're trying to do. And I get why people like them. And most of the reason I don't like them is just a bit more how they're done, I suppose. And I spit my dummy out to you cut my nose off to spite my face more than anything. But, you know, I've had to kind of tweak my path a little bit and take on a badge because you know what the customers I, I, yeah. I yeah the question we had was just like me and Sherry were talking about it and she said does it serve a purpose I said yes it serves a purpose because it gives them some semblance of like there's been some due diligence so I get I get it I get why they do it okay right so why don't you like it well more of the variation of quality within that right okay so if you did it do you get to improve that variation by being one of the better ones? And I was like, well, yeah, that's a really good point, actually. So my path is kind of tweaked a little bit. And, and I think that kind of comes back to what we spoke about, or my opinion on one bit of advice I would give all the way back to the, the first episode is when you're trying to decide, you know, what are your non-negotiables, what's your why and all of this stuff, like, it's not just one thing. There'll be multiple things that you're trying to do, multiple versions of you, your family why, your personal why, your professional why, and your pathway. And your pathway will get wide and narrow and wide and narrow. So just like get some non-negotiables, the ones that you're like, no, I will not do that. Everything else are nice to have and they're guided lines. And just fucking go, man. Just just go and do it. And if it don't work, particularly if it's a consultancy, if it don't work, you can get a job tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you can stack shelves. You can go to McDonald's. You can get a safety advisor job. You know, there's loads of shit you can do. You might have to deviate, but at least you give it a go. Like, and, and I think that's easier said than done. Do you know what I mean? We've all got bills to pay, and I, and I get that. We've all got a certain level of salary we need to bring in, but you know, do some due diligence, work it out, but just go for it, man. Um, yeah, and you know, like you, you know, those those kind of memberships. They they're kind of those things that you get out what you put in. You know, that's you know. It's, say it like that I guess and um, I, I guess I've just kind of come across people that have said you know I had to do that to get into the profession well no, no you don't you don't you, you know you, you can find your own way um, and you, you don't need to be kind of steered down steered down those paths um, it's like all oh, Nibosh is better than Nensiaki like it's not they're, they're exactly the same they're accredited at the same level different yeah, different ways of, of learning Ayosh is better than double RSM no it's not 
It's exactly the same thing. You know, if you don't even want them, go and join the, the, the there's an operational risk management or the, the Institute of Risk Managers, you know, that's completely separate from our profession. You know what? If you're just doing it for the badge and that one's more comfortable for you and you relate to that a little bit more, I bet your customer don't even know the fucking difference. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of people out there that will massively disagree with that. But ultimately, you know, if you're getting something more out of that, it does it does the bit of like encouraging you to continue your professional development. It does the little bit of like doing some due diligence about your qualifications and stuff, which whilst whilst we do have an issue of how much weight we put on them, they do serve a purpose. Um, all of that stuff serves a purpose. It's just understanding what purpose it serves to you. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Mate, I've really enjoyed this conversation. And, and like I've said, we've had some, not just this one, but the whole, all, all, all three. Um, we had some really good feedback as well. Um, I think people have really kind of echoed or, or related to the kind of honesty. I think it's been really nice and refreshing and really helpful for me personally for you to come on and do this because I'm going through the same journey. And it's been a bit kind of like therapy for me. These like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've, kind of, we've done this, in, uh, even though it's coming out every month um for for this quarter for everyone else we've kind of done it in about three weeks um these episodes and actually these three weeks for me have been really difficult um so i've i've really found this really helpful so thank you very much for doing that sam Pleasure, mate. no thank you thank you for having me on i've uh, i've been a long time listener um and it's uh, yeah it's been a pleasure to be involved you sound like um you ever listen to lbc have you ever listened to that no I can't take compliments. So when someone says something nice about the podcast, I, I completely change the subject. If you listen to LBC, if you want to hear angry London taxi drivers moan about politics or whatever, you can listen to that. I don't listen to it anymore, but I used to love it. Um, and you get like, the reason why it reminded me of what you just said, you're, oh yeah, uh, yeah, it's James here, uh, London taxi driver, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Nearly all Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Nearly all the time. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah totally we've actually got like a on the board that we use for this podcast a call in option and i would like to use it one day and if the first person that calls in doesn't go hello james long time listener first time caller i will be, I'll be really upset <laughs> <laughs> look at you getting all the gadgets you had uh you had sound effects on the on a recent one didn't you it worked very well though. And we've got all the gear. No idea, Sam. I mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, no idea. I've got all of it, but it just just can't seem. We've been having a lot of trouble with our audio lately. And my friend's like an actual fully qualified professional um sound engineer. Uh, he's currently on tour with bed knobs and broomsticks. Oh well. Wow. Yeah, he's like he's amazing. He does some wicked work. And I said to him, mate, I know it's a bit below your level, but can you come and look at my podcast setup? Because I am having some trouble with my shit and I need a professional. It doesn't help I'm fucking half deaf as well. Um so yeah, all the gear, no idea. Because it sounds really good in my and Annie's ear when we were on it. It was like, yeah, this sounds good. Post edit, it was just like <sighs> That's all it sounded like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> made it sound good. Um, but when we were editing it, it sounded terrible. Right, mate. Thank you very much for this. And um, just one last shout out for Orchard then. If people like what they were talking about, they're like, wow, I really relate to this guy. Um, and they want to do some work with you or talk to you some more. How do they do that? Um, so you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, where there's an Orchard safety page um, and then a, a personal page for myself. Um, you can visit the website, uh, which is orchardsafety.co.uk. 
Um, and yeah, it'd be good, good to listen to hear people, even even if it's people sort of thinking about the idea of consultancy and want a sound bit of a sounding board, want some advice. By all means, get in touch or, or people that are thought of the infancy of their career and, and need a bit of advice as well. More than happy to help where I can. Love that. Love that. Sam, thank you very much, mate. I've, uh, I've absolutely enjoyed this. Pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. Okay, peeps. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Um, it's sad to see Sam go. I'm actually really gutted. Uh, I, I really enjoy these quarterly co-hosts. They're cool. Um, I like the idea. And and, and we kind of get to the third one and I'm like, well, kind of quite like that. Um, so, yeah, I get like a bit emotionally attached to it. Weird. Hopefully you've got something out of that. If you don't run a business, you know, ever want to run a business, hopefully it was at least entertaining. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out riskfluentlimited.com. All rerun the safety stuff has gone over there as well. You can get technical and transformational kind of uh, support, or you can just drop me a line, james at riskfluentlimited.com. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. All the links in the description below. Um, we share all of our stuff on there. Um, and hopefully as we go and we get more into the business and more comfortable, and organized and stuff then we'll start putting more out um, but overall i'm pretty active on linkedin and rebranding safety is pretty active on linkedin as well so go check those two out at least otherwise i'll catch you next week safe the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily reflect the position of the companies. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are examples only based on limited and dated open source information and should not be utilised in real life as the only solution available. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the companies. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic or otherwise, without prior written permission from James McPherson. Thank <laughs> you.